She may be the greatest athlete Boston College Athletics has ever had, and Charlotte North has done it again, bringing Boston College to the Elite Eight of the NCAA Tournament. We'll get into Sunday's game on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Now, I didn't get a chance to get into this yesterday because I wanted to make sure I gave them their proper timing. But the BC women's lacrosse team has done it again with another big win in their NCAA tournament bracket. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, if you've been asleep underneath a rock, you remember last year the women's team led by Charlotte North, an all-world lacrosse player, won the national championship. It was a big moment. They beat UNC. They uh, Sorry, they beat Syracuse in the national championship. They played out of their mind. They were playing at a high level. Now, this year's been a little different. They've they've actually had a few stumbling blocks. They lost to Duke. They lost to uh, they lost to UNC twice. They lost to UNC in the ACC championship. But as I've seen, and you all can attest, any sport can change on the drop of a dime. And when you have out of worldly talent like Charlotte North with good players around her, anything can happen. And I'm not ruling Boston College out from winning it again. So on Sunday, it was a game at Newton Stadium, uh, the Newton Lacrosse Field, excuse me. 2,000 fans packed that stadium, a complete sellout. And that, that was a record for a women's lacrosse playoff game. Again, talking about how important women's sports is, look at the look at the attendance at that. And also, a little side of the diatribe here, look at the attendance at some of these other games they have. The ones they had at Alumni Stadium, you had more fans there than you've had at men's basketball games. That's how important this women's team is. Well, they go out and they play Denver. And Denver is an excellent defensive team, one of the best defensive teams in the country. They can stifle a good offense, and that's what they sort of did with BC. BC jumped out to an early lead. Charlotte North had an early hat trick, and they were able to 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 win ugly. It was a gritty, not pretty win. To to coin a uh, men's basketball term, you know, Charlotte North. She did Charlotte North things. Like she didn't have her biggest game, but she had four goals, and she uh, broke the NCAA record. For most goals in a season. And if you knew before reading the press release what school had the the all-time record, you're a liar. Because it was Courtney Murphy from, not Syracuse, not UNC, not Northwestern, Stony Brook. And actually, Stony Brook is actually in the tournament right now, too. So they're not not a bad team. I think they play UNC next. Well, Charlotte North had a big game. But the, the, the MVP of this game... The one that doesn't get all the accolades. And the key to this postseason was Rachel Hall, who had eight saves and a 500 save percentage. Now, you got to remember, in lacrosse, it's not like hockey where you have a save percentage of, like, 94% and you're, like, that's a, a solid goalie. And anything below that is, you know, you're going back, you're, you're going on the bus back to the AAA team. In lacrosse, it's a lot harder to save a, a ball. And... 
having save percentage around 500 is an excellent matchup. It's an excellent output for someone. So Hall had one of those moments that will win games because, to, to be fair, Denver was able to put some pressure on Boston College. They were able to do some things. They were able to storm back in this game. But Rachel Hall, Charlotte North really did it. And I think this is another big game where they can build some momentum. Now, it's going to be an uphill battle. You still see UNC coming coming down that pike. And don't sleep on Syracuse either. BC only barely beat them the last time they played them. So, you know, it's the Elite Eight. Boston College on Thursday will return to play in Newton. And they will get to play against Loyola of Maryland. Loyola of Maryland is the number six team in the country, so this is going to be another big matchup for Boston College. Can they be? Are they able to to beat another good team? Because Denver was good. Denver, we knew going into this game. Remember, they only played them in a uh, it was like a cold canceled game or cold suspended game earlier in this season. You knew like it was close at that point. It was like five four when the game was paused. This game was going to be close, and it was. And now Loyola Mar- Loyola Maryland's a good team too, so we'll have to see what BC's able to do. But in the grand scheme of things, this is just another great moment for this program. This program is fun. It's a, it's an interesting program to watch. They have really good players. I mean, Charlotte North. If you are just trying to get into lacrosse, like if you haven't watched it yet, if you haven't really dove into it, just watching what she can do. You get the grasp real quick at why she's one of the best that's ever lived. And she's now the most prolific scorer in college uh, lacrosse history. But I love what she represents for um, younger women and younger boys because gender doesn't really matter with this. But to see a lot of young girls after that game lining up, there's a picture of someone, I think it was Hannah Fernina, Fernina, uh, who does recruiting for BC, put up that had, I think it was her, and I apologize if it wasn't, a picture of Charlotte North after the game lined up with a string of girls with Charlotte North jerseys on waiting to get her autograph. Now, A, that must have been really cool for Charlotte North. Like, you know, you're a women's lacrosse player. Maybe you don't expect that kind of um, attention, but that's really cool. But it's also really cool to have someone like North set that kind of, be that role model, that example for younger generations. You like seeing that everywhere. And I've said that about any sport, but to see Charlotte North the best at her school at her sport doing that for for kids, I love it. It's it's a, it was a great moment. And you know, it the games are at Newton uh, Field, the game on Thursday is a 2:30 game, which I which for most people who are working, that kind of stinks because you won't be able to watch it. But I'm guessing if they can only hold 2000 fans in that Newton Stadium, uh that will be sold out again. Um, and it should be, because I think this is the last game before the Final Four where they travel to Baltimore. So this will be the last chance if you want to see BC up live in person. Side note here as well, I wish they could play these games in, in alumni. I'm sure there's some sort of regulation of why they can't, but if you can if you can easily sell out 2,000, maybe in the future they can figure out a way to get it in an alumni stadium so that they can get four or 5,000 people, because... Again, you could use Alumni Stadium more than you're using, and they have the field there. Um, maybe it's a, an equipment thing for for media. I doubt it if you get the football team there, but we'd love to see these games move to the alumni in the future. Well, good luck to the women's. It's going to be fun to see if they are able to make the Final Four again.
I think they will. Now, in a moment, I want to chat about intriguing games heading into the 2022 season. I wrote an article for BC Bulletin outlining five, and I want to give a, ra a rationale on why I picked one team over another. All that and more in just a moment. Now, Built Bar has been one of my favorite partners of this podcast since I've joined here on Locked On Boston College, but they have changed the game with their new birthday cake puffs. I have loved everything they've created, but Built Bar has created these puffs that are marshmallows covered in chocolate. This one literally tastes like you're having a tub of frosting with cake. It is so good, and it has 16 grams of protein in it. How are you going to beat that? Only 150 calories to have something that tastes so decadent, you're going to really love it. And if you haven't tried the puffs, let me tell you a little secret because that's what friends do. The chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar, yeah, you heard me. It's a delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate, and they even have sprinkles. So I'm telling you, why get a donut at a donut store or, or treats in a bag when you can have a built bar and eat something that tastes good and is good for you? And if that bar doesn't, uh, the puffs don't sound like it's up your alley, and I think it would be if you tried it out. Try their bars. They have tons of delicious flavors. All you have to do is head over to built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15. And for those of you who have ordered there before, LOCK15 is not just a first time order. Anytime you order on built.com, you can slap on that promo code and get 15% off your order. So head over to built.com right now. Thank you to all of you who have made Locked On Boston College your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course Big Board. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked on Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black here, and I wanted to bring up an article that I wrote. Uh, and this is going to kind of take up the rest of the show, and I want to kind of dive into some things here. On BC Bulletin, I gave five critical games for Boston College this season. These are the games that I, I said, as a fan, you just can't miss. This wasn't a critical game totally because of the team, but it was a kind of combination. The team, the fans, everything is is all wrapped into one. These are the games where if you have a wedding this fall, you send that RSVP back with a no thanks, and you send them a, a gift card to Crate and Barrel. Okay? So you... I have to look at BC's schedule, and you see some games that are immediately added to your list, right? A game like Clemson. Obviously, Clemson is going to be a massive game. And I said on the, on the, on the article on BC Bulletin, this is the first time Boston College plays Clemson at home since 2018. Thanks, COVID re regulations. It just made everything screwy. Well, Boston College gets Clemson at home this year. And this could be the perfect storm of a potential upset for BC. It's early October. Clemson's, it's game number six. Clemson at this point, I mean, DJ Uyagagale has been named as the head, I mean, as the starting quarterback heading into the season. He most likely still will have that chance. And hope to God he does, because I have sold so hard on DJ since I watched him 
putts around against BC last year. He does not look like a five-star quarterback or a guy that could tear apart a BC defense. He barely was able to do anything against BC last year, and BC couldn't do anything on offense. So unless he takes a giant leap, which, to be fair to the kid, he absolutely could, but if he plays like he did last year, that offense is suspect. That offense could be beaten by BC. However, Clemson, on the other hand, has a massive defensive line, and it's one of the best. I think Mitch was on our show talking about this earlier. So Clemson's on there. Notre Dame, we've talked about this being a huge game for uh, John McNulty, Phil Dracovic, George Takis, all of those guys. It is important as well for all of them to go to South Bend and possibly pull off an upset. Easy one to put on there, right? Obviously, the Holy War is something BC fans get up for. Notre Dame fans seem to not care at all until they lose to you, and then they you know, downplay it even more. But Notre Dame's another one. Another slam dunk for this one was Wake Forest and NC State. Both divisional rivals, both potential winners of the Atlantic this year. If BC wants to take that next step, they got to knock out one of the two. They looked bad against both last year. You know, they hung hung with NC State for a half and then fell apart. And Wake Forest, you know, it was just a really injured Phil Dracovic against the Demon Deacons. It just didn't work, right? So it was this final spot is where I got stuck. And I had a couple of thoughts on teams that I picked. I could have picked. You could have picked Louisville. They always play Louisville pretty well. They could be a team on, you know, a solid team next year and a game that might be well uh, worth watching. Could be that one. I didn't choose them. Rutgers. Rutgers was one I actually put on, I had on my list and then I talked myself out of it. This is the first game of the season. A team that is, you know, a historical rival with BC, though they haven't really won all that much. A Big Ten team recruiting the same area as BC. They've seen some success on the recruiting trail under Greg Schiano. It's the first game of the year, so it's going to be nice and warm. I thought this would be a, a, a can't-miss game, but it's Rutgers. And as much as I want to give them credit, I still think BC should beat them pretty handily, and I think they will. So I didn't pick them. I went with the Florida State Seminoles as my number five on this one, and here is why. I still don't buy Florida State being a ACC Atlantic contender. I don't think they're going to be there. I know that I'm know i sure they're going to be a top 25 team for reasons because they're Florida State before the start of the season, but I don't see them as a true contender. That being said, Boston College always matches up poorly against Florida State. We saw that last year. We've seen it now twice with 2018, uh, 2019 and now. Both years, 2019, the Florida State was a complete disaster, but they had a couple speedy guys. I think that was the wide receiver that ended up in the NFL. And last year it was Jordan Travis. They just get these athletes that just match up poorly against BC speed. Now, BC has been going after speed. They're going after guys that play track, guys that can run, burners, all those guys. So it's been something Jeff Halfley has addressed. But the question is, is it there yet? Do they have enough speed at the linebacker position to hold back uh, Jordan Travis? That's going to be a great matchup. And this could be the game. I'm telling you right now. You have three games to start the season. You have Rutgers, Maine, and Virginia Tech. You could believe that Virginia Tech could be their first real big battle. Okay? I'm not there yet. I don't think they will be. I, you could be. I mean, they could lose it. But to me, that's not going to be the game. For me, it's Florida State on the road. Can this team go to Doak Stadium and upset the Seminoles? 
that will be the first test that will give us the a better get uh a barometer how BC does against speedier teams because you're going to get teams like that later on. Teams like Louisville who have speed and, and always do. Wake Forest, you know, Sam Hartman and that, you know, that RPO offense. Florida State will be a good test to see how this defense reacts to that and how this offense is able to produce against teams like this. So for me, Florida State is my number five. They're not a rival. They're not a huge game. It's a road game too. I'm not saying I didn't pick games that are all at home. But you're going to get to the bar. You're going to watch this with your friends. You know, put a screen outside. Watch this game. It's the end of September. I think it's September 24th for this one. This will be an important one. This will be a game you're going to want to circle and watch. Now, in my final segment, I'm going to continue my discussion on these critical games. And I'm going to tell you which one is the most critical for the 2022 season. You're going to want to hear my thoughts on that in just a moment. Now, Bet Online is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. And they've got some great uh, uh, bets that you can make for futures, looking at things that are going to happen in the future. You want to see if BC's going to win the ACC? Go on there. You're going to get good odds on it. If you think that a team like NC State's going to win, you can get good odds on that as well. So head on over to Bet Online right now. Use your website or their mobile or your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Make sure to head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black. Uh, if you like our podcast. The Locked On Network has some great additional podcasts that you might enjoy. So if you're a Bostonian like myself, you're into the NBA playoffs, I want to recommend to you Locked On Celtics. It's hosted by the great John Corrales from uh, the Boston Sports Journal. He is excellent. He is one of the best podcasters out there, and he gives you everything you need if you're a Celtics fan. So check out Locked On Seas wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're looking at critical games and I gave you my five and but I I didn't tell you that I didn't put them in any order I just kind of threw them out there didn't put I didn't make them any any specifics on which one I feel to be the most critical game of 2022 and I kind of already talked about this team but I want to kind of dive in a little bit more here Boston College has been a second class citizen in the ACC Atlantic since about 2008 that was the year that the rains went from Florida State and Boston College, who who were both you know good teams at that point, to Clemson. Clemson became the beast of the Atlantic. They've won almost every year except last year. They're consistently one of the best teams in the country. And Boston College has not beaten them in 11 years. And that's a credit to Dabo Sweeney. I know Mitch wants, doesn't want to hear me say that, but he's built a program that puts his team at an, at an upper pantheon in the Atlantic. This year, could BC blew their chance last year because you know, and I and I and I hate playing Monday Monday morning quarterback. It's kind of Monday morning quarterback, but if Phil Dracovic was not hurt last year, BC wins that game. BC would have won a bunch of games, but I be, I truly believe if Djokovic was in that game, they would have won. They had that team on the ropes with Grossell behind the, behind the center, and I think with Djokovic there, it wouldn't have been that much harder. So that was a blown opportunity. But I think going into this season, with the way this matchup goes, this year, the Clemson game is the most 
important game on BC's schedule because for a variety of reasons. First of all, this is year three of Jeff Halfley. We've seen BC go six and five and six and six. He is barely above what Steve Adazio did. Now, I am not comparing him to Daz because as much as some folks want to complain about it, last year was a fluke. You had Phil Dracovic go down. You had a guy that you thought could be your quarterback. He wasn't there. And please don't DM me about your thoughts about the quarterback situation. You guys do it all the time. It's it's old news, and I've heard you say it a bunch. Whatever. He had he didn't develop other quarterbacks. Whatever. But he thought he had Grossell. It didn't work. Now this is the year that he has to sh- put up. And you need to start building some big wins. This Clemson team is not, on the at least on the offensive side, as dangerous as some of the past teams have been, especially when you had, you know, Deshaun uh, Watson or Taj Boyd or uh, Trevor Lawrence. DJ Uyagale is not one. I, I mean, he is near the bottom of the AC, ACC Atlantic right now as a quarterback. I mean, again, again, I don't want to like bite my, my tongue here, but he could end up being better. I mean, a guy could develop, but right now he's not, and he doesn't look very comfortable back there. BC's defense should be able to shut down that offense. Will Shipley's a good running back they have, and I'm sure they're going to have some good targets on the outside. But BC could easily, you know, contain them enough. The big key to this game is going to be BC's offensive line. And can they hold against a absolutely steamrolling, incredible defensive line that includes Brian Brees, um, Miles Murphy, they've got a bunch of guys that are just absolute horses on that defensive line. It's going to be a huge challenge. But if that def- offensive line can hold their own, can hold it just enough so that Dracovic and Zay Flowers can do some things, it's the red bandana game, folks. That ha- you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm, t- I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. The red bandana game has a little magic. It's a home game. It's going to be a night game. There's going to be magic to this game. And if BC can pull off this win, it can turn this season into something special. Because if if they go into this, you know, three, you know, if they win against Florida State, say they're four and one, they're now five and one, you're talking top twenty-five. You're talking looking into some of these games at the end of the season, going, hmm, BC could definitely win some of these. And so Clemson is a is a program changing type game. Because if Halfley wants to establish BC as a team that isn't just the uh, you know the bottom of the Atlantic, he's got to start winning some of those games. And no better team would make a statement to beat than the Clemson Tigers. So that, to me, is the most important integral game of this 2022 season. And there's obviously different ways that this season can go. Because maybe... You know, they lose to Clemson, but they get start getting momentum and they beat Notre Dame. I, I, I would take a win over either of these teams. I, you just want to see BC win a top 25 team game. But for me, I think Clemson's a little bit more important. It's an Atlantic up, uh, foe. It's a team that has owned Boston College for so many years. To beat them at home would be qu- would send quite the message to recruits, to the fan base, to the donors, to the players. It would be enormous. So that's my most important game of 2022. What do you think? Hit me up on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. And thank you all for listening. You can hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnBC or at AJBlack underscore BC. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you all for listening. Take care, everyone.